Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Erin Chamberlick. Welcome to the Erin Chamberlick Show, or whatever we want to call it today. We're in a <laughs> uh, kind of a series about um, could it be mold? And as you know, I kind of want to bring some stories out of real people dealing with this thing, and and some other conditions that you know maybe complicating the, the health problems but in in all my you know studies and all of that I you know realized that we want to involve um, increasing glutathione the body's master antioxidant and detoxifier but you know aluminum is found to reduce glutathione um, and so while we want to raise it, we need a strategy to detox. So all this rabbit holing that we all do has led me to um, contact my favorite herbalist. And and so I do have Chris Wave um, on the show today. So welcome, Chris. Well, thank you. I am Let me just excited tell you, to be here. Yeah, a little bit about Chris. Um, Holistic RN. Certified Natural Health Practitioner, Certified Nutritional Microscopist, <laughs> I just mispronounced that, <laughs> Microscopist, that's not it either, and Master Herbalist. <laughs> um, and, and Chris teaches a six-month beginning herbal intensive class. Um, so I thought she was a good person to ask, and the benefit is that um, Chris is my sister. So when I start thinking of something, I'm like, I need to know, you know, certain things. I just so out of the blue, I texted you, how do you detox aluminum? <laughs> so, and, that, and then you know, I gave that, you a 42 page text in return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So aluminum, um, you know, where's it coming from? I, I have some ideas. I'm sure you have some ideas. <laughs> Yes, you tell me when you want me to take off. <laughs> um, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, uh, where people think, well, I don't use aluminum in my deodorant, but you know, it's in antacids, antacids, aspirins, vaccines, you know, soda cans, yeah. medications, food. It we all have it. We just don't realize it, and it's accumulating. Um, so, you know, that's when I texted you and said, how do we detox? Aluminum, but I, I think I just want to back up a little bit because, and then I'll turn you loose. But as a master <laughs> herbalist, you know, can you just give us a mini crash course on what we need to know about using herbs for safe and effective detox and where you typically start your clients who are coming to you saying, I need to detox? from aluminum, let's say. So go ahead and I'll interject a question or two along the way. Sounds good. Um, well, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's becoming more and more complex, and I'm not completely certain it needs to, and I love what you're doing with the presenting. Just get your body healthy, and the human body is so incredibly and wonderfully made that it will do a lot of the work on its own. Um, the history of detoxing, what we used to do when I first began, which now is about 25 years ago, I began, well, maybe almost a little bit more than that. Yeah, about 26 years ago um, with, with children who had stuff that I had never, that we didn't have and I didn't know and I didn't know anyone who did and that's how I began. But I, um, I, we learned the hard way, and natural medicine is no different um, in that respect in that we used to do a thing we called hard detoxing. And what we did was basically, and I went through this myself and my husband went through it as well, where we just um, put ourselves on the couch for a week. And certainly it's a method that maybe in a crisis situation we would still use. I haven't used it, but the general trend in herbal medicine and natural health is to now do more gentle things because the body is, you know, suffering from so many other things. I mean, 
the Roundup Monsanto stuff, glyphosate started being sprayed in 1975. I was 18 years old at the time. So until then, things were a little bit healthier. Um, Our mothers and grandmothers were sold a bunch of things uh, food wise for convenience sake that maybe led to some of our health issues today in our 60s but uh, I'm in my 60s but um, so but we had a little bit of a better start the kids and the young mothers today uh, glyphosate aluminum all that's in their cord blood things are being sprayed in the air from the chemtrails aluminum being one so there's a lot of concerns and like you said Erin there's a there are rabbit holes you can start saying I want to just look up you know this tiny little issue and pretty soon you're all over the map and you've lost a whole day studying which I love I love the research of it Um, but I think today most naturopaths not all but most naturopathic people and herbalists have come to the conclusion that that hard detoxing is a lot of stress on the body people were sick when I did it um, the first time I was on the couch for three days. I, you, I mean, we saw crazy things like people broke out in black furry tongues and they were, uh, you know, kind of like um, mental, huge mental fog where they were unable to go to work. It was just a crazy way to do it. And when you are in that space now, of detoxing every single organ all at once with crazy juicing and all that. And it's so, and it is, I'm not saying it's always a bad thing, but I wouldn't, I have not done it for years with when I used to take clients, I didn't do it with them anymore. I say, let's just do this gently. We start detoxing a little bit. You give the body a little bit of help and, um, and it will do the rest. And so the way an herbalist, Um, a practicing herbalist will do that is by just gently using teas and we call them tisane t-i-s-s-a-n-e to distinguish between the little box of teas you're going to buy at whole foods which are uh, pretty ineffective honestly it's too little i say it's too little too late it's old it's been sitting there lord knows how long there's a lot of problems with it. There's a staple in that little bag. It's a tiny little bit of tea. It's, you know, so we use teas for a lot of reasons, which I'll get into. But that is basically the history of detoxing. It was too much, too hard. It put everybody in a health crisis. Um, and now we just strengthen each organ. And we don't even really call it detoxing anymore. Detoxing has kind of become a bad word in our, because that, equates with a health crisis so and technically our organs and our parts don't need detoxing that's their function and their role but they just need a little strengthening and they will clean um clean clean the body themselves and they won't kill you in the process so the detoxing organs are your colon is your primary you want that going every single day. Um, and this is how we approach it. We ask the client, okay, where where is your energy stuck? If it's in the colon and you're not going at least once a day. I had a teacher, my one of my naturopathic doctor teachers said, um, you know, that you need a medium soft ripe banana every day. And she was very um, scary and strict <laughs> about that. But that was the minimum. So if you don't have a medium soft ripe banana every day, you should be working on that <laughs> colon. Um, lungs, you blow off toxins. Uh, lymph, you know, your lymph removes toxins from the blood um, and the lungs and the kidney. The kidney is huge in in purifying your blood. And so primarily I thought we would kind of go there today because things Erin and I have been talking about you know, the clearing of glyphosate and aluminum happens primarily through the kidneys. Um, All of the organs will float out, but the kidneys are the big uh, purifier of those things. And there's a difference between naturally occurring aluminum in our soils and things like that and the ones that are are, uh, chemically based and artificially in everything, in our foods, in the vaccines, you know, uh, et cetera. So in Chinese medicine, 
just a little, I'm not going to give you, everybody knows your kidneys are about the size of your fist. They're right at your waistline. A lot of people have back pain and think it's their spine. It's actually a lot of times it's their kidney. So before I had back surgery, I would for sure strengthen my kidneys and I would uh, get those clearly working and make sure that isn't your problem because it's very hard to distinguish. Um, The skin is also called the second kidney. So a little bit I'm going to cross over into that. But in Chinese medicine, the kidneys, I studied, listen, I studied for three days with a seventh generation MD who was a Chinese herbalist. So I'm pretending not mm. to be anything other than a three-day student. But mm-hmm. the kid, it was fascinating, but it was, it was way over my um, brain level at the time. The kidneys are related well, let me just to ask fear. You one thing about uh-huh. the kidney back pain connection. So if somebody starts, yeah what they call a detox and they have this horrific back pain that's kidneys right probably or could it be the liver too probably probably that's the first place you would think and I would say okay slow down then Uh, either the herbs you're using are a little intense uh, for you you know and everybody's different so yeah I would say go there first because that's generally where you're going to feel it um, and then so, so the skin is the second kidney in Chinese medicine. Yeah. So you see something and on the so skin wanna, too. Right. You, you will see things. When you detox, you see stuff on the skin. You see it in your eyes. You Inside your mouth and your feet, your feet, the soles of your feet might get hot, itchy. I mean, there's so many things you could see. And these are the reasons we kind of do it. When I first did mine, I couldn't walk on my feet. I would be sitting on a chair, and I didn't want to get off the chair because I knew I was going to have to put my feet on the floor. They hurt, and they burned. And and I had a client once, a little boy, um, couldn't even talk yet, but he would not wear shoes. He would scream when mom put his shoes on. And they found out he had this wheat, you know, wheat, you know, Aaron has talked extensively about that. You're not probably allergic to wheat as much as you are to the Roundup spray that they put on the wheat. So back to getting rid of all of that and getting healthier, um, just from an herbalist standpoint, um, keep all your parts healthy so that everybody is carrying the load of detoxing. But if we're um, going to talk about kidneys specifically, when you detox, sometimes you might also feel like anxiety because Your kidneys hold fear. They store fear. In Chinese medicine, they store fear. Um, uh, We do a lot of tapping on the meridians and things like that as well. Um, But you might experience a little bit of anxiety, back pain, you know, things like that. So kind of just don't don't get anxious about that and exacerbate the problem. But just know that you might see a few little things. When you start to nourish your kidneys, your kidneys are going to start throwing stuff off. And you're going to feel it, even if it's a gentle detox. We just don't want to put you in bed for three days. So in um, naturopathic wellness, we prefer to use herbs because we consider herbs food and food is medicine. Um, Or, you know, you're poison, depending on what you're doing with your food. Um, The principles of herbal medicine in relation to kidney wellness are just a few, just keep it simple. Herbalists are no exception. We sort of geek out on this stuff and we can make it really hard and give you ratios. And if you go online sometimes with these herbalists, um, you'll see there's so much inter- erroneous information. You have to be careful even in natural medicine because they'll say, oh, get corn silk and this is going to, you know, be a good diuretic if you have high blood pressure and you're not going to, well, all right, there's problems with corn, <laughs> you know genetically modified organism with we don't truly know what um you know there's just so many little again rabbit holes that you can go down so just be careful in real um in real herbalism too because everybody has their own way of expressing things that might not be exactly accurate or sometimes they conflict with what i have seen in the last 20 years and so you've got to kind of take a step back and go inside and just ask you know mm-hmm. so 
we want, first of all, to say primarily in kidney cleansing, strengthening, hydration. And in my live and dry blood cell analysis over the years, I have, it's a very low level of microscopy. So it doesn't, it, can, it tells you overarching problems, but you're not going to go deep like Aaron was a medical technologist. They go deep. We don't do that. But virtually everybody who came to me and I said, How's, well, you know, how much are you drinking? Um, and they would say, oh, I drink a lot. And, you know, I would throw that blood on the screen and there it would be dehydration cleared with almost, I, I really don't even know if I ever saw anyone who didn't. Now, a few of my students recently, we threw it up on the screen and really uh, they, they were not dehydrated. So sometimes maybe your awareness has worked for you, but just make sure that you're writing it down. Are you drinking um, one ounce? for every pound of body weight, roughly, if you're, we add in, are you drinking coffee? Are you drinking black tea? Stuff like that. But roughly now if you're drinking and it's coming right out of you, it, it can wash over the cells and not be absorbed at all. So the way we remedy that, and again, we'll get to the herbs, but the dehydration is huge. You can take every herb and eat perfectly. And if you're not excreting correctly, it's not going to change anything for you. And you're going to say, oh, after four days, this doesn't work. So you, the, primarily, uh, the primary way that you clean the entire body, especially the kidneys, is going to be through hydration. So if you're not drinking water, forget everything else I said. And if, you're not, uh, if the cells aren't taking in that water, it, again, it's going to be pointless. You're just washing out some good stuff and very little toxins. So the way we do that, the cell wall becomes hard um, and inelastic over time. It should be semi-permeable where it releases toxins and it takes in water. Um, and this is a super oversimplified version, but on the cell wall, if you've been in chronic dehydration, which almost every American is, that water won't penetrate. So the way you soften that is to soften the cell wall, and you do this by adding in good salt. So you must be doing some sort of good salt, not white salt that will strip you of minerals, but a pink, a black, a brown, a gray salt. Those have all the minerals left intact. I put, I make a thing called Sole water, S-O-L-E, um, which we don't have really probably time to talk about. But you can just take, put a teaspoon of that in your water every single day, and you'll notice you're retaining your water after about three days better. You should never retain your water, obviously, but you will be holding it long enough to really do some cleansing activity in the cell and the body and then washing it out instead of just drinking and going to the bathroom. You don't want that. Um, if we have time, remind me and I'll give you the recipe for sole. It's very easy. Mm -hmm. um, or you can just start adding more good salt to your food, um, which I think, Erin, you've probably talked about that. So then the once you're, once you're adequately hydrating and flushing, um, we don't use teas. These are some of the principles. Um, we don't use the little box tea because they're old and stale and it's a little bit. And you've got a staple. You've got a, a bleached bag. You've got all kinds of other stuff added. And they're just completely ineffective. Uh, uh, generally, an herbalist will not use capsules unless you have a client that's absolutely resistant to taste. I've had some that just, if it doesn't taste good, they won't do it. And more and more, I was seeing that with this younger generation, they grew up with excitotoxins and they don't like the taste of things that should feel good on their tongue. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not going to feel like ice cream, but there's five flavors in Chinese medicine. So you need, and your tongue has receptors for those five flavors. And those receptors all go to your brain, which helps with the anxiety, depression, things like that. So you want bitter, you want sour, you want things like that. Everybody else knows the sweet. And then there's an umami, which we won't talk about. But So we use teas, which we as herbalists call tisane, and we, that's for the two-punch. It gives you hydration, and it gives you rapid delivery of the nutrient. You'll see a pretty quick results once you start taking herbal teas if you're doing them correctly. Um, you'll also see results if you do it as a capsule. If you take your herb as a capsule, you can buy almost anything as a capsule nowadays, but then you've got to detox the capsule. The ingredients are questionable. 
Um, you need so many because it's a tiny little, a tiny little bit in that capsule. We're going to use a larger amount, and um, and we're going to do it for the rapid delivery so that you start feeling better right away, minus a little bit of the detox reaction. You know, detoxing isn't bad, and not that you're going to have other things like vomiting or diarrhea, but if you did. You know, that same medium-ripe banana doctor used to say, well, is there anything in there you wanted to keep? If your body is getting rid of it, like throwing it up, let it throw up, you know. Mm-hmm. So the so herbalist kind of thinks differently. Everything in nature, natural, made by God, vibrates clockwise. So our teeth, which is how your body vibrates. Everything vibrates. Your table is vibrating. So but everything synthetically and anything prepared in the microwave vibrates counterclockwise. Now, what that is actually doing to the body is not studied because there's no money in it. So if you're taking a synthetic um, pharmaceutical, it's studied for its efficacy that way, but... there's no study of the precursor problems to that. Did you first have to get it detoxed it to get it going the right direction? Did you, you know, that kind of thing. So we know that food vibrates with the body, which is also important. So, yeah, that's a whole topic use, by itself, the vibrational oh, I <laughs> information. Yeah, I know just medicine. enough to be dangerous, but it comes back to real food, not processed. And real cassines, right. not bagged teas in, um, you know, in the store. And, and because right. what you're talking about is using large amounts of the herb. Um, so we want to make sure it's grown properly and um, not with pesticides because I, I know a lot of tea in the store is contaminated with pesticides and herbicides. So where do you get? Um, oh, and get going. And if you want to get started, and, what do you do? <laughs> so what you would do to use medicinal teas or tisanes, you want to first make sure that you are getting them from a good company. Um, I use three. Um, you want to make sure they're fresh. They should have a smell to them. So if you're ordering at Amazon, um, you might be ordering from Mountain Rose Herbs, but how long did that Amazon company, it's like a fourth and fifth party, how long was it sitting on their shelf? I go straight to the source. I use mountainroseherbs.com, which is a beautiful website. People have told me when they get their catalog, they just can sit for hours with it because it is a really beautiful catalog. I also use, and, these are, and, I, and you want to get the organic. They have the other. Some things are really hard to source. You know, you don't necessarily, there was a theory for a while you wanted to go way up and get everything in the Andes that grew there because it was way high up and not as polluted. You know, there also there's this thing with um, plant medicine where plants have adapted to some of this stuff and have become uh, a little bit more of a super plant because it's learned to deal with our climate down here. Our, so, you know, there's kind of two schools of thought on that. Is it cleaner way up on top of the Andes? We don't know. But organic, you know, we don't know. Is it cross-contaminated? But they do certify, and so they do do testing, which is nice. Mountain Rose Herbs is beautiful. However, their shipping is very expensive. But Star West Botanicals is starwest-botanicals.com. I use them a lot, too. Sometimes one is out of the other, and they are very fresh. I've never had a problem with either company. Star West appears more on the website because they include their shipping. So you just got to kind of weigh it out. You got to get out your abacus and do all the math. But um, but they're both really great companies to work with, very responsive. And, and I had sent mm-hmm. stuff back um, for to Star West when I thought that it didn't come correctly. Now, Mountain Rose Herbs uses a form – not a simple plastic but I'm not sure it's clear bag and you want your herbs covered and in storage Star West has a nice mylar bag but you know then you go rabbit hole again mylar is a new product what is it is it okay I take them all out 
I put them in glass. I put them in a um, purple glass usually or a white mason jar, half-gallon mason jar, and then I keep it in a dark closet. They last about three years. Two, we say two because you just don't know how anybody, how long anybody's had them. But from from harvest to your cabinet, I would I would give it two years, and then you can just put it in your compost. But um, you've got a long time. They don't generally break down that quick if you've stored them properly. The other one that I absolutely love and gets very little press, and I go there first to get everything is jeansgreens.com, and that's J-E-A-N-S, Jeans Greens. Very responsive company, very fresh, fresher than the other two even. Um, And generally, you just want to know, does it smell good? Does it still have some color? Um, If you can't smell anything, I would send it back. And um, and the only thing, now, some herbs, valerian root is an example. If you just dig it out of the ground, it doesn't smell. The older it gets, the more it smells. But some people really like that smell. But that's an herb we aren't really talking about today. But generally, for these kidney herbs, you're, they're going to be things, and we'll talk about which ones. But So you just want to keep it simple. Another name for herbalists in the old, old-timey days was called simplers. And I think we're losing that a little bit because we're getting very nerdy and and chemical about things and studying and breaking down, but we're simplers. Just drink, I drink one tea at a time. You can mix. Sometimes I mix if it's an icky one. So those are just some general principles. Don't make it hard. If you Mm -hmm. get it in you in water, it's going to be good. The hot water with a dried herb, hot tea temperature, not boiling, because you don't want to boil all the oxygen out of your water. So just tea temperature water which if you get a little teapot like they, you know, sell everywhere now, the hot water breaks the cell wall in the dried herb. Now, this doesn't have the same effect in a fresh herb, but most people are going to get the organic dried because our yards are, you know, problematic with identification and things. So you want to break the cell wall in an herb because that's where the minerals are, and you can only do that with hot water. There's a few herbs that you break with cold water, but generally I put them all in hot water. I break the cell wall. I get as much mineral as I can. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so, so the herbs. Uh, um, let's say I go to jeansgreens.com and buy my herb, which we'll talk about which herbs, you know, you're recommending we start with. And we know the temperature of the water. Um, of course, mm-hmm. the source is important because tap water has, toxins in it including fluoride yeah. but we need yeah. to um, hashtag bunny trail how much how much tea and how much water okay so um you want to drink you want to take uh, there are infusions tinctures and tisanes which all which you can do with your dried herbs but um with the tisane you want to um take one tablespoon of the herb and put it in a little screen and then you want to pour your hot water over it, one cup of hot water, and then you want to cover it because then you retain the aromatics. And if you've ever um, made mint tea and you haven't covered it, your whole house will smell wonderful, and then you'll drink the tea and it's very bitter and icky because it's lost all the aromatics, and the aromatics are medicinal. So uh, you want to cover it. Um I have the cutest little lids that I bought on Amazon that are glass, and you just said it sits right on top of the cup and the screen and everything. You want that to go for, some herbalists say eight. They say eight to 15 minutes. I do 10. I cup right in the middle. And um, then you uncover, pull out your bag, and you just never drink a tisane hot. You don't, generally, we don't like you to drink anything hot but you want it to cool to room temperature. I usually pour it in a glass and add um, my uh, Berkey water to it. So I dilute it, but you're still getting the medicinal. So I make an, a little tiny one true one cup, and then I dilute it in a glass of water and I drink it. Um, the hot water causes the receptors in your tongue to, shut, tongue to shut down a little bit. And so you're not getting the full max benefit. So you want room temperature or 
even cold. Don't drink it real cold with ice. But if you're into the refreshing, you're still going to get something on either side of room temperature. Just, I mean, if you're doing this for your health, you want to max it out, in my opinion. So, Mm -hmm. um, so one tablespoon of herb in hot water, cover it for 10 minutes or so, and then, uh, bring it to room temperature and drink it. You want to drink one to four cups a day. A healthy person, one, I drink four cups of herbal tea a day. I rotate mine because I don't have an issue. And um, so I get a a balanced complement of the herbs. And then I don't have to take a multivitamin. Um, I just kind of supplement if I notice something. If I'm getting a twitchy eye, I know my magnesium is low. Um, you know, so I'll add that maybe, but generally I don't have to take a, um, multivitamin if I do four different ones a day. Now, if you want to make an infusion, you take one cup of the herb, you pour it in a, um, quart jar and you fill it with hot water to the lid, cover it, let it sit overnight, drain it. And then you drink, that'll give you about four cups. Um, and then you can strain that. Um, and you should drink maybe one of those and see how you do because they're very strong, very potent. And Erin even was telling me that she had a little bit of a, a stomachache after all that. It's it's a lot of herb if you're not used to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to do that, I would dilute those two. If a little helps, then more is better is what we always think. But Oh, yeah, well, we're Americans, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now we know so the goal let's is... Make- <laughs> to detox without having a major Herxheimer reaction that puts you on right. the couch for a week. So that told right. me, because I was like, I made the infusion, which was very strong, and then I drank a lot of it, and I felt a little bit of a stomach ache. So the next time, um, <laughs> it, you know, then I just diluted that heavily, and it was a lot easier to consume. Oh, <laughs> so now I'll do good. the tablespoon, and that'll work better. Yeah, and it's easier, you know. It, it's once you get used to it. Neither yeah. way is is really tough, but it's changing your habits from pulling stuff out of the freezer and the you know packages. You you know if it's got a package, you know it's going to be easy. Yes, but at the that convenience, it, you're paying for it with your health. Um, so you're going to drink one to four cups a day. Um, Let's see, you want to just keep it simple, but you can change it up. Like you can mix your herbs. I have all, I, when I took clients, I would have all of my clients do the herb, a single herb for one day. Make sure you don't have a reaction. I've never had anybody react to an herb, but I don't, you don't know. You never know. Everybody is different. So those are the basic principles. And then if you want to mix after you've tried your this and that and the other, and you want to mix and play around with that. There's a lot of synergy that can happen. They're not, you're not going to hurt yourself or hurt the herb or the efficacy. You will only probably enhance it a little bit, but anyway, just uh, proceed with caution like anything. Um, so the best kidney herb, and if we are detoxing glyphosate and aluminum and all of that, the very best, I mean, uh, number one, I've got a list, but number one is nettles. Nettles, and this is urtica dioica. I make my, I make my students learn the Latin name as well because nettles here in Europe, you might be in Europe, and, and nettles there are called silly Annie. You know what I mean? So you want to know the Latin name, and then we're all on the same page. Um, and then there's some dangerous confusions with the common name. So. Um, urtica actually means itchy, and so nettles are um, stinging nettles, which grow wild everywhere. You just, if you're going to harvest your own, just do a lot of reading on that. I just really, I, I'm pretty good with identifying herbs. I've been doing it so long, but I really don't harvest many of my own. Um, I do occasionally pick stuff when I know it's a clean area and taste it, but um, my husband always waits to see if I die on our. Uh, weed walks or something yeah <laughs> before he'll try anything I, well I yeah it's like when I did after we <laughs> I know people who have farms like oh my friend had has nettles growing on her farm but what is the species of urtica or is it only urtica? one that is common and what's generally you're only gonna 
<laughs> Dioka or I di- Oh yeah. Some people say di- Dioka. Di- yeah. Yeah. Dioka. It's called the yeah. nettles or nettles, and yeah. if they say the genus and species, that's what it'll be. Um, right. So just to back up again, now the, this whole conversation started because I'm like, how do we detox aluminum, which is being um, chelated by the glyphosate in Roundup, but now since it went off patent, you know, 19 years ago, now it's not just Roundup. So don't think just because they're spraying with something else right. that it doesn't have the toxin in it, but it's making aluminum much worse because glyphosate is carrying the aluminum in the bloodstream and depositing it in places like your pineal gland so you can't sleep in your brain, mm. so you're having mm. impairment there. So when I asked you how you detox aluminum, you're like, you've got to take care of your kidneys first. So can I ask you why um, why that is? Why did you tell me to work on the kidneys before I start going after, you know, detoxing? Going after the aluminum. Because healthy kidneys will pull that aluminum out. But if, if, if you're dehydrated, if you're not in a place of relatively good health, you don't have to be perfect like Erin really does everything right. You don't have to be there. Now, I would tell her, strengthen your kidneys a little bit. But if you're, like, prone to kidney stones or urinary tract infections, which can back up into the kidney, um, you know, all that, you, you want a healthy kidney before you start dumping a bunch of aluminum into, you know, your nephrotic system there because it just won't be able to handle it. It's already overwhelmed. So we strengthen the kidneys first by nettles is the number one kidney strengthener. Does that answer your question? Did I answer that? Did yeah, that perfect. Fly? Okay. So nettles, nettles is a poor man's vitamin. It's got a complement of, oh, my goodness, I mean, calcium, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium. It, the, the list that nettles is high in vitamin A and C and zinc, and particularly I would have men on nettles um, because men are typically low in zinc they use a lot of zinc and you know the old saying if your feet stink take zinc well nettles will take care of that too so all of this is like rabbit hole and telling you my body is needing something my feet stink my back hurts well you know what modern medicine will go after your spine or your athlete's foot or something and and you just really need to clean your kidneys it's all related so this is a big organ, a great one to start with if you're going to work on aluminum because you want them healthy to get rid of the aluminum and the glyphosate. Um, nettles, nettles are a bitter. You need bitter. You need the bitter qualities. So don't put honey in it. You, you can't sweeten it because then you've lost the bitter quality. And if you have to, just plug your nose and get it down. A last, no last, last. Right. <laughs> no stevia no oh stevia don't that's a rabbit that's a whole call isn't it erin oh my gosh don't. well we don't i i just like nettles don't taste good so but now you're explaining why that our tongue has to perceive the bitter and then it's exactly. also going to have a benefit with the bile which we need all that going on to move toxins oh, so yes, that really that. helps me to not want to put honey in it <laughs> right <laughs> So plug your nose and, and or dilute it so you can take it. And you know what? You'll get so you crave it. It's like remember when we started eating um, pickles and fermented foods, it's like, ew, kimchi, I'm not going to be able to do this. I will not live my life if I have to do this. Well, then all of a sudden you start to crave it because your body is going, oh, yes. But at first it's not used to it, and it just says like we do. What is this? It's foreign. I don't like it. Get away. But you will start to crave that nettle tea, I'm telling you. I sometimes really just think about it all day. I think, okay, today is a nettle day. I look forward to the day that I crave nettle tea. (laughs) But right now I'm mixing it with the the other tea that you told me, that it was okay to mix and it did improve the taste. So is that, um, what else do we need to know about nettles? And then we can talk about the other tea. Yeah, so bitter and, and don't sweeten. We really, that's pretty good with nettles. You know that. Now, here's the thing. Okay, we're gonna, that's a bunny trail, so I'll save that if we have time. But number two is hibiscus. Hibiscus is um, a great kidney nourisher. 
And um, that will, if you have a problem with nettles, that will improve the taste a little bit. Now, that one is sour. And so, again, be careful because you need that sour taste. That's two of the five tastes that you need on your tongue to stimulate your brain to, to have all your meridians go and flow to the kidneys. In addition, hibiscus is just loaded with good vitamins um, and minerals and things that are hard to get, like phosphorus and potassium. So, um, so you can mix those two and have a nice different taste. Um, again, I never mix. I don't know. I never mix, but I know a lot of my clients did for your reasons, and my students like to mix too. The other thing, and, and again, keep it cheap. There's probably 20 herbs that are good for the kidneys. I'm giving you the top three things that are inexpensive that will blow you away how quickly they heal. The other, number three, is asparagus. And when you make your asparagus, you drink the water. Let it cool down. All that green water, all of your minerals and vitamins are, are, are in that green water. Now, I'm going to tell you a story because I took genetics as a, an, as a nurse. And so when I heard this in uh, my certified natural health uh, classes, I thought, oh, my gosh, too bad you don't know anything. I'm like a science major and I know everything. Well, it happened to my son. So I'm giving you secondhand experience, but I watched it happen. Um, one of the instructors that we had for those courses he took it to was said uh, to us, if you drink nettles and take asparagus with asparagus water every day, if you have green eyes, your eyes will turn back blue. And I thought, oh, please, get me, you know, get me a science book. But it happens to him, and it happens regularly. When you eat poorly and your kidneys are... Um, in stress, which they are just from our everyday life, there is a urinary overlay in the kidneys. And this came out of a lot of the early naturopathic doctors that were either, you know, put in jail or killed or whatever they do to them, I don't know, you know, made fun of and ridiculed. And But uh, Dr. Bernard Jensen, who worked exclusively with iridology, he said that when you have green eyes, nobody is born with green eyes unless they came from a very toxic mother. That green, they were born with blue, and then the green is an overlay. And in iridology, we can see, if, we, if I look into your eyes, um, I can see that your eyes are actually blue. I can see it, and it just shocked me. So the asparagus water, don't throw it out, don't pour it down the drain, drink it. And I watched my son's green eyes turn blue. Now he's green again because he eats a lot of bad food. He's on his own and um, claims he can't afford but um, when, he, when he comes home, that's what he wants. He wants nettles and asparagus because he wants his blue eyes back. So just FYI, now just because you have blue eyes doesn't mean that you're not toxic in your kidneys, but nothing, nothing is hard and fast. Every human body is so different. So that's the only, for him. Only, change, only change you've seen is the green to the blue, not like brown to something else. Well, um, you, you remember the naturopathic uh, doctor in Wisconsin that you and I both saw? Dr. Wollen, huh? she had brown eyes, and she was born with blue. She wasn't born brown. Born brown is a different thing. That's a genetic thing, but she was born with blue eyes. Um, she got into natural medicine because she had metastatic cancer, and they kind of gave her up and said, we can't help you, and she had brown eyes, and she started cleansing and detoxing and working on each individual organ and got rid of her big C word, but her eyes turned blue, and, and probably when you saw her even, she has brilliant blue eyes now. So, and those aren't That's so wild. She <laughs> it's wild because it flies in the Give me some asparagus water and nettles, and I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've seen it, I've seen it um, in my clients, too. I'm not, I'm not real diligent working my kidneys, but I always say, every time I talk about it, I say, I'm going to really work my kidneys so I can get my blue eyes back. But um, it's a toxic world, so it's like every day your body's dealing. But your body gave you signs or will give you signs way before you have a, a big, scary diagnosis. It's just that we don't pay attention. So, we, you know, your mom says, oh, you were born with blue eyes, but, oh, now you have green. And then we put it on our driver's license, and then we just inculcate that into our being, and we say, yes, I have green eyes. But you really don't. If you pull out an iridology lens, 
you'll see under there that those eyes are blue. Even if a person has brown because they're toxic, you'll see under there the blue overlay. So that's that's a fun thing to get into, really. Okay. But yeah. it was a huge course. So the so, so, so the nettles and the hibiscus asparagus water, right? Is, nettles, and hibiscus, and as asparagus. As far as the kidneys go, yeah, the kidneys All like three. asparagus water. That's that's why you clear up. Your eyes are going to show first that you have a little bit of a, a yellow overlay on that blue iris. And that means the kidneys are, so when the kidneys start to clean up, that's why they turn back blue. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. So, um, but okay. it's just, what, so, if, what about the asparagus that is this clears the toxins well? Is that the, and just okay. drinking the yeah, water or eating the food? or Both, eat the food and drink the water. The asparagus has an affinity for, um, asparagus is an herb, you know, food herb. And so um, we use it. Some, some people want to powder it and put it in a capsule, but if you eat the asparagus and drink the water, you're doing the same herbal medicine. And asparagus has an affinity for the kidneys. So that's why when you eat it, the next day your urine will really smell to high heaven. It's like when you see beets in the colon, the beets have an affinity for the colon, for excreting through the colon. You'll smell that asparagus the next day. It will smell very minerally in your urine, but that's why. So we use it um, for that reason. Um, the, the other herbs, the secondary herbs, if you want to play around, are juniper, buku, uh, parsley. Parsley's a big um, it has an affinity for the kidneys as well and is a very cleansing now and is a diuretic. However, parsley is an abortifacient, so I never give it to young women of childbearing age because, and I tell them, don't even eat that. Don't put it in your smoothie either because if, if you are pregnant and don't know it, it could cause a miscarriage, so you want to be careful of that. Um, it, to me, there's so many better herbs. I just kind of only take it for people my age. Marshmallow is something you probably want to know about because marshmallow herb, not marshmallows, puffed marshmallows in a bag, but the herb marshmallow, which is delicious and has a sweeter taste. It's very mucilaginous and it's very soothing to the kidneys. So if you feel like as you're cleansing, there's a lot of burning, take, uh, make a marshmallow tea. It's delicious. You'll really love it. You can make um, healthy marshmallows with it too. Um, the other herbs we use for secondary, remember secondary, and these are all more expensive, incidentally, than nettles. Nettles are so cheap, about $9 a pound. Um, the other ones start to go up in price a little bit. Turmeric, everybody's on the turmeric bandwagon. However, there are a lot of people who cannot take turmeric. So if you have any kind of a gallbladder issue, forget the turmeric. It'll make you miserable. And... Um, I, I had to pull myself off of it and a couple of clients when it first started making the rounds as the little darling because it just it's a very fatty herb and it, it really will jack your gallbladder. You'll feel it on your right side. Um, if you can't take it, stop. It will clear everything up. And a couple, a couple of people I know, one client and somebody else went to the doctor because they were so miserable with the right-sided pain. Nobody knew what it was. And then one, the other girl was my hairdresser, and I said, well, just stop doing that turmeric every day and see what happens. Well, it cleared it right up. So now really, to, mm. for your nettles and, um, and your other herbs, anytime you do any herbal medicine, if you add a pinch of cayenne pepper or a pinch of ginger, those two enhance the efficacy of any herb you take. They make them stronger. So... You have the added benefit then of the ginger for your biliary system, your colon, your gallbladder. That's really good there. But you also, and the cayenne is good for your heart, but it will also make your herbs more effective. So cayenne is another one I take every day. I like the taste of my nettles, um, and I don't mind the taste of cayenne either. I take it sometimes straight. I take it in a tincture. I made a tincture of it. Um but I like that straight, too. I'm kind of a freak that way. So anyway, just so you know, you can make your nettles more effective, your asparagus water more effective if you want to add a pinch of cayenne or ginger. Just make sure you can still taste a little grassiness to the nettles, and, and that's your little bitters coming out. 
Um, we talked about the sources. Um, uh, additional things you can do to hasten the process of, of helping your kidneys, supporting your kidneys as they're excreting the aluminum and the glyphosate. The other way you excrete is through the second kidney, which is the skin. Um, so that's going to be a lot of things that Erin talks about, the infrared sauna. And I and dry brushing. Dry brushing is extraordinary. And doing a little mini tramp will kind of stimulate all of your lymph gently, and that will help you excrete all this. So you just want to support the kidney, but the kidney is going to be the major organ. Again, just to wrap up, that detoxes the aluminum. Aluminum is very hard on the kidneys. So you just want to make sure that you've got healthy functioning kidneys, that you are hydrating, that you're taking the proper food and herb, um, which is food, to nourish those kidneys, and then dry brush. I get in the sauna and I dry brush right when the sauna starts before I'm all hot and sweaty. And then um, the mini tramp will also help you move move your body fluids, move your lymph. It, mini tramp is probably most of you know on this call massages every single lymph, all, all of your lymph system, all of your lymph nodes. If things mm-hmm. are collecting in your lymph nodes and you feel your lymph nodes are full, your body is overwhelmed. And when one organ, one detox organ is overwhelmed, the others have to pick up the slack. So you just want to make sure that everything is working by focusing on one thing at a time and giving it as much help as you can. End of now, my story. Stephanie... Stephanie Seneff is, um, who you know, is doing all this her, major yeah. studies on glyphosate. Um, and mm-hmm. her, her work is showing that glyphosate is the chelating agent, so it grabs onto trace minerals um, so that we can't absorb them. Um, so it depletes us of trace minerals. So the teas are going to give us back a lot of the minerals, right? Right. So... My way of thinking, you know, and, and everybody do your research, but my way of thinking is, okay, well, if it's pulling out, it's kind of like if you take on a good scale, if you were going to take charcoal right after you ate, well, you're going to pull out most of your minerals and your vitamins with that charcoal. That's the nature of charcoal. So you just space it. So, yeah, you're, you're pulling the glyphosate is binding and pulling stuff or putting it where we don't want it. Um, but you have to replace that then. So that's why in the olden days, our grandparents, they could just go plant a garden, eat out of the garden and be, do pretty good. We can't really think that way anymore because I mean, we almost have to all be alike scientists and say, okay, well, you know, this is going to do this in my body. Then I have to hyper mineralize or hyper Nutrify my body. That's my way of thinking. Now, whether or not there's science behind that, probably. But, you know, again, the, the cheap science, nobody's going to study nettles because, you know, except for um, an herbalist who did it out as a labor of love. But so just keep putting it back in. You just can't say, well, I'm going to do this on Saturday. It's just not going to work. You know, it's a little bit. But, you know, we have right. to be constantly replenishing now, I, one question I asked you was, all right, I'm preparing my kidney, doing my hibiscus and nettles and asparagus water. How long do I do this? You said one to four cups of tea a day, but how long do you do this? And then you move on to binders and other things that we're learning about from, you know, the the people who are figuring out how to detox aluminum and mold and glyphosate and all that. So first step is, you know, hydration. The real food comes in there, and then um, um, detox. You're preparing the kidneys. So, how long would you suggest? Well, I think you can't. You really can't ever say, "I'm going to do this for a week or two or a month." Or it's so dependent on the specific um, condition. But um, for instance. I have one guy who did infusions, the strong one, and he was kind of a pasty sort of a Pillsbury Doughboy guy and not healthy at all, like 
you would look at him, a normal person, not even us, would look at him and go, oh, something is not right there. Well, he did them for a month. He rotated four. So, and he did the really, really strong ones. He, um, the next time I went to see him, I mean, the guy, his eyes were sparkly. He had, his hair was shiny. It was a couple and they were saying, we can't, I can't believe how he looks. Everybody keeps remarking on how he looks. So those kinds of things are signs. Can you say that I'm going to do this for a week and then I'm never going to take herbal teas again? I don't think so. I don't think we're in that place anymore. I think you have to think of it as part of your, you know, um, food plan now. So you'll know because of how you feel, you'll, you'll feel it. You will feel like, wow, I feel balanced. I feel energetic. You'll be saying these things to yourself. Just be cognizant of what your internal talk is. You know, that would be a sign for me. But I just don't know if you can say it's kind of a once. It's not really a once and done anymore. It's kind of a life plan. Just be, you know, aware that, you know, for longevity and health. Yeah. Now, as um, we're wrapping up, if there's anything that we didn't talk about that you think is important for people to know, if you could share that. And then if you have another herbal intensive coming up, you can talk about that and how people can come up, get more information about that. Yeah, I don't I don't really advertise. It's been um, just a kind of a word of mouth thing. And, and um, so I, I can organize... What I need is just five people who are interested, and I can go anywhere and teach it once a month. We just do it one day. It's an intense day. That's why I call it. It's, and, and if any of my students are on the call, they, w- they would tell you, I mean, they walk out of their bum puzzled. Um, but I think they enjoy it. I think they really uh, feel value in it. And we do everything. We do a lot of make and take so that we show you how to lower your toxic load, how to nourish the body, la, 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 la. And it goes on for six months. One full day. It's a solid eight to ten hour day, and then you have homework, and then it, you're certified as a family wellness um, herbalist. And so it's fun. I I really enjoy it, <laughs> I, and they they uh, seem to enjoy it as well. So and I just need five to make it uh, profitable, you know, to cover my costs and make a little bit of money. So I'm really not that picky on it. I don't advertise it. I wait for interest. Primarily, um, it's, I've had a lot of yoga, uh, yoga and uh, Reiki people and nurses. And right now I have, uh, was that the last class of nurses, a couple of uh, doctors, you know, that kind of thing. So it's a nice variety. It's a nice mix. And herbalism is kind of the common uh, leveling ground. Nobody really knows unless you're an herbalist about it. So you don't have to be afraid if you're in a class with a doctor and you're a mom, you know, it's, it's just very, um, it's just easy. It's a, uh, not easy. It's, it's, you won't, you won't be overwhelmed. Well, I don't know. I can't say that either. <laughs> Maybe you have to judge that. But anyway, so the, the only thing I would say, the thing that over the last 26 years I would say is there's a lot of freaking out about your food and what to eat and confusion Confusion really affects the kidneys, and and you just don't want to get in that place. So I just tell people, you do what you can, and you pray over the rest. So you just sit and you say, today, what can I do? Today, what should I do? Today, you know, just, just make it easy because right. it can be nuts. Right. Aaron, you've seen this too where people, like, say, okay, so then what am I supposed to eat? You know, I just, I don't know. We've right. been doing it so long that we can it's second nature and maybe we forget how hard it is to transition. Transition is hard, you know, the transition yeah. is confusing, but just don't don't jack up your adrenals and your kidneys over it. It's not worth exactly. that. That can be just well, as I think damaging in, as so I think you've given people a good jumping off place if they're new to all sure. of this. You've covered a lot of bases. And you know, it's real food and drinking clean water and that has to happen, you know, for health to happen. So I do have um, a community on Facebook that everyone is welcome to join. It's a secret group. So you have to contact me to join, but (laughs) I share all my real food uh, recipes, 
and I have videos in there because I realized I was saying the same thing over and over and over again. So I just make it available to everybody yeah. because everybody needs the healthy human diet. So start there and get clean water, add the teas, and then you'll be ready for the next piece of information. So that's what we're doing in these podcasts is kind of just stepping people through simply because the world of mold is crazy and we want to be mm. helpful and not confusing. So Chris, thank yeah. you for being on the show today. I so appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Y'all have a great day. Okay, thanks. And you can catch up with me at getbetterwellness.com. All right, everybody. That's a wrap. Thank you.